Welcome, welcome to the Anchor.com, the AnchorFM.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world from your bedroom, bathroom, living room, any room your heart so desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a band from England, another UK important band who replaced one important member with another. And then you can make the case who you thought was the better of the two. It's a very rare situation when you talk about a band that goes from one leader to another. Both of them were multi-instrumentalists. Both of them had incredible careers. And one thing about this band, which isn't always noted, there were spinoff acts. Like, they're probably one of the few bands that if I do some real deep thinking, they had two solo careers along with their band, and they had another group that was part of the band. And it was quite interesting because you usually don't associate that you don't think about that when you talk about spinoff acts with and one but they were quite mightily successful and um, definitely had a big time impact still felt to this day when you think about it I mean I just was like kind of dawn on me you know to tell you how important this band was when this when they had the next following leader in there uh, people were really big on what they did because, as a matter of fact, watching the uh, BT movie about New Edition, this band was quoted in there when they told Ralph Traz run the lead single New Edition. You don't have that in that band. You ain't them. And now you talk about a compliment that crosses uh, racial but also generational lines. It speaks volumes about who I'm talking about. Now I'm going to tie this all together because the band I'm talking about is Genesis. And if you remember the line in there, I think it was Michael Bivens told Ralph Trasron at the time in the scene when he was trying to go solo said you ain't Phil Collins and we ain't the Genesis and that was a lot I always remember but Genesis was very successful and one of the cuts that I liked all from them was throwing it all away this is what I call like an arena pop radio type of cut it was real catchy Phil Collins had a very distinctive tone and talk about fitting the element really well they couldn't miss for a while they really had what I call some grooves and some cuts that were you know, just spoke and they still, you know, that's one of those songs that you just couldn't shake. It just really, it was tough like that. The next cut I dug was I Can't Dance. And this came out 30 years ago. Um, and they spoofed Michael Jackson's Black or White at the end with a little parody of it. But the groove on here wasn't far fetched from something that Michael Jackson was doing at the time. Because if you remember, if you had his Dangerous album and the song Give In To Me, that's kind of like the, the 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 groove part with the drums and the rhythm. Wouldn't have sound that far fetched, but anyway. Um, and this ain't the last time Genesis would incorporate somebody else's theme. That was one of their things that they were known for, especially in Phil Collins' solo career, where they would take bits and parts into what they were doing. So this was gives a catchy cut. It, it worked for what they were doing. Um, the next cut that was Land of Confusion. And, of course, the video was so big, it was taking on Ronald Reagan and these face puppets and everything, but it was a catchy song. It spoke towards the times. Hmm, don't that sound about right about now? Unknown certainty, especially with pandemic and everything, but Land of Confusion was definitely a catchy song. And they always stayed with what I call catchy grooves, catchy hooks, uh, songs that definitely reflected what was happening, what was going on. And this was another one of those cuts that definitely um, spoke to that era, spoke, speaks to now. So that was definitely one of those type of songs that you, you know, could definitely get into. 
you know, and I really like that one. The next cut was In Too Deep, and I call this what I call Moody Pop. Um, it had a haunting type of tone. Hey, you know, it's like somebody was going through something, but it was like one of them songs that you could definitely, uh, you know, you could just kind of sense the mood, sense the atmosphere, sense the, the way it was going. And I just always thought that this was really one of them songs that, uh, you know, it was really, uh, the, the way it was played had such a, almost a sinister vibe, but it was real catchy. And I thought it was a really, you know, really catchy cut and um, complimented the vocals, well, well arranged. You know, one of them songs that you could just kind of get into. And I just thought that was really cool. And it was, you know, it was definitely needed. So that was really cool. I like that one um, a lot. And, um, you know, real catchy. The next cut I like was That's All. And what I liked about it, it had that rambling honky tonk type of piano, like you'd see, like some, like almost like a country and western vibe with that, with them heavy chords, the way it was played. And then Phil Collins kind of took it down, and the way he even sung the song, it just had a, you know, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have sounded out of place had it been, you know, cover country artists had covered it. You know, you could see somebody covering this song, uh, like the feeling of it, like the tone of it. It was. Uh, you know, it's one of those kind of songs that you could kind of get into the groove of it, the melody of it. Um, they had a real interesting way that they that they approached and how radio treated their stuff. And it was, you know, just like one of those situations where you could definitely uh, get into it. You know, I really liked how it took on this, uh, this vibe. You know, it just was really like real kitschy. And it had a real edge to it. And I really liked that one a lot. So I thought that was real catchy. The next cut I dug was Tonight, Tonight, Tonight. And it had this synth pop groove going to it. It's almost like a James Bond meets synth pop. And it was, and it felt like something different for what Genesis had been doing up until that time. One of the things that you notice with their music is that they definitely channeled a lot of what was happening um, during the time with sound and also what was happening with music at the time and they had their own way of incorporating that inwardly and I think that that was one of the things that served them so well you could definitely feel that vibe and in the in the, the atmosphere in the music so I thought this was definitely um, you know one of those cuts that was definitely happening and I liked it a lot and I thought that was you know it was really cool and um, had a nice vibe to it so I thought that was you know, that's one of the things that they were able to do so well. And I thought that was really cool how they, you know, pull that one off. So that was a happening cut and what they did with that. The next cut that I dug was Invis- Invisible Touch. Invisible Touch had a real catchy chorus. Um, I like the way the vocals were arranged. And if you listen to the middle part, this is one of the fir- this is one of them songs they brought over um, Earth, Wind, and Fire's horns and the groove, and you could tell they were very much inspired by what Maurice White was doing at production board and that whole horn section and the vibe. So they definitely incorporated that groove, which gave, which gave their music some punch, if you will. And it definitely was a tasty cut. It was definitely one of those songs that definitely packed a little bit more beat to it than what was unusually accustomed to Genesis. So you could definitely hear a uh, shift in the groove and how it just kind of like took the, took the music to another bit more level. So that was really cool how they, you know, like I said, how they incorporated that. I thought that was really tight with that one. Um, 
the next cut that I dug a whole lot by them is no no replay at all. No reply at all. I say no replay, but no reply at all. Because I'm missing up my words. But anyway, no replay, no reply. It's a funky track. It's probably the funkiest song they ever did. And again, it was very much Earth, Wind, and Fire inspired. I love the way the groove just kind of kicks in there and them horns are bumping. And it's definitely, you know where they got the groove from. I mean, that is an Earth, Wind, and Fire arrangement groove you know I mean you could definitely hear the kick on that song it just had that swing to it and they you know like I said the the, the, the way their music was going this one had a nice tone to it even way Phil Collins was singing it it was tight I love the arrangement it's my favorite up-tempo song that they did I think they just hit hit that cut out the park I really like that one a whole lot that one was tight the next cut on the, I dug by them was Misunderstanding and this was like Genesis sounding like Toto. It reminded me, it's like one of the best songs that Toto didn't write, as far as I know. Ghost write or ghost play. But anyway, it had all the elements of a Toto type of tone and feel. I really liked this cut a whole lot. And um, it was definitely smooth and it was definitely tight. And it had to, you know, you could definitely going through something, but it was definitely on point. So I thought this cut was, this was the truth. This cut here was definitely on point. So that was a tight cut like the uh, production of it and the groove of it was tight um and my favorite Genesis song without a doubt is cause it reminds me of someone very special I know what I like in your wardrobe love the way it starts off with the whimsical tone and feel and then the way it kind of builds up and then I just love that chorus that's this song it just kicks it really has that that edge to it um it's, a, it's one of them songs that once you get into the chorus and you start grooving to it, you can just, you know, just bop to it. It just, it's a tight cut. I really like that one. And they are a very eclectic, talented band. One of them, like I said, and I was going to say earlier at the start of the video, Peter Gabriel was with them, left. And Phil Collins. And then Mike Rutherford, Mike and the Mechanics. So they had quite an interesting situation when you think about them. And uh, definitely left an impact. Wash your hands, keep your mind clear, watch out for one another, and please feel free to share with me your favorite Genesis songs, uh, videos, live performances, or albums. And just because a song or album is older does not mean you can't hear something new in it, because Genesis definitely had an impact and left an impact on a lot that's out there. Keep it funky, uh, keep it on the one, be safe out there, be careful out there, until next time, peace and the best. And if you get a chance, peep out some Genesis, some Phil Collins, and some Peter Gabriel, and Mike Rutherford. And Michael Mechanics. Till next time, peace. I'm out.